Blog Talk Radio. A man short version. I never know what it's going to be on Five Time with Jerry, whether it's going to be the long version or the short version of the song. It's so annoying. So, <laughs> last week it was a long version of the song. This week it decides that it wants to be the short version of the song. So, anyway, I want to welcome everybody to Five Time with Jerry. I hope that everybody's having a wonderful day. Um, of course, this week, tonight, I have John Stevens holding on the line, and we're going to be talking about paranormal events. Hell, we might even talk about the pink pearl. Um, So stay tuned and welcome everybody on live feed to my show. Um, So not too much to really talk about um, as far as events coming up. Just go to John's Virginia Paranormals Events page. (laughs) So anyway, without further ado, let me go ahead and put John Stevens on. This is the norm. Hey, can you hear me? There. Yeah, I can I'm hear you always. just fine. Can you hear me okay? I'm on a different phone. Oh, absolutely. It sounds really good, really clear. Oh, really good. Clear. So far, so good. How are you doing? I am doing. Um, I am hanging in there. Things uh, <laughs> have not uh, gone that well today. Uh, but you know what? I could really bitch about everything and just not going to do that. No, so, no point. I can do the same thing. No, no it's um, nothing anybody's done or done to me this time. Um, I am just going through some health issues. Um, I have a, have a true blessing in my life. Um, a lot of women are are given diamonds and rocks and stones while well, I'm given in the form of kidney stones on a every few year basis. So I've had one uh, rear its ugly head on me the last day or so. Oh, no. So I'm just battling that, yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's never fun. It's pain. I, you know, I hope I can pass it and we can get on with life. Yeah. And, But enough are you drinking me. lots? Are you drinking lemon water? I drink. Uh, you know what? My um, one of one of the urology doctors that I've seen in the past mm-hmm. told me that um, he gave me two words of advice, and I'll pass this on to everybody. It says uh, when you drink, you stay away from dark colored drinks like like Coke or Pepsi um, those types of drinks if you're going to drink soft drinks you don't drink those drink clear or light colored drinks that was his first bit of advice he said tea is good and also beer is good for your kidneys uh, ah. but he let, and then a couple of years after that, when I went back to see him again, he uh, he gave me what he called his name was uh, his first name was Tony. He calls it. Um, he goes, I'm not going to write your prescription, but I'm going to give you a prescription for Tony's Tony's tonic. And it was um, 
16 ounces of water, uh, a a tablespoon of uh, apple cider vinegar, and uh, cinnamon, I believe, uh, like a teaspoon of that, and I can't remember what the other thing was. Um, And he told me what each one of those would do. and he said that was the best thing I could I could drink, um, and I've been pretty faithful with actually drinking um, water with a teaspoon or something like that of apple cider vinegar every every day. Right. Um. It really does, it really does clean or flush your kidneys out. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, um, there's a board I've been. I've been so busy with going here and there with paranormal stuff in Virginia. It's it's just freaking been amazing. October has been awesome. crazy. It's just been um, I just don't have enough time to do everything, and I miss you know what I really enjoy doing is when I do go to some place. I just love, and uh, many times there's people that. I've become friends with on Facebook, but maybe never have met him personally. And I get a chance yeah. to do that. And uh, a, a pretty neat story. Um, I was at a place a couple of weeks ago, and the person um, was asking me, or asking the person that was leading the group, where, um, how do I find out about? events or things to do in Virginia as far as going to paranormal ghost tours and things like that and and he the guy points right at me and he goes you want to go to his page mm-hmm. and he goes well what's your page and I said it's Virginia paranormal events he goes oh I'm a member of that you're John Stevens and I was like <laughs> he goes I joined that like a year ago I had to look him up. Yeah, so you're up. He did. Found, aren't you? So it was pretty. Can you hear me? Pretty good. Finally, pretty good. Finally meeting some people. Right. Um. That's true. Are you live on Facebook now? Because I can't do both. I can't look at and talk to you at the hey, same I'm, time. So I'm live on Facebook. I'm I'm looking at different people that are coming on and coming and going, coming and going. Yeah, just you'll just have to tell me if there's anybody comments or or anything like that or. But uh, right, um, October. So far, people are just checking in. Yeah. Yeah, there. Let me explain the show a little bit. We're on Facebook Live for my Facebook Live. This is John Stevens. He has the Virginia Paranormal Events page on Facebook. If you want to keep up with the different paranormal events within the state in your area, then just go to his page and he posts different different events there. And he also has a website, www.virginiaparanormalevents.com. Yeah, I know. Never is. He's, I, uh, David, um, Flowers let me, David Flowers let me know I have a lag time on my um, Facebook which I know that I need to do StreamYard, but my computer is not, um, the microphone is not working properly, so I can't get it to do what it needs to do. Right. Because I want to switch over to StreamYard, um, StreamYard. I know there's a lag time, and I hate it. You know, because when I'm looking at myself now, there's no lag time. Right. And now this one just, let's see, I don't know what happened. It just shut the whole live down, so now I don't know what happened with it. So we'll just continue on until I can get back on here because I don't know what it did. It kicked me off for some reason. Yeah, I, um, I've i been going around to a lot, of, a lot of different places and a lot of events and um, all in the wonderful state of Virginia. And 
many different teams I've had a chance to meet and work with. Uh, but, you, you know, like I saw you for, um, Friday night at at the cabin on 360 uh, with mm-hmm. and crop. Uh, that team was there. And um, yeah. we had a good we had a good evening, and then Saturday night I was in. I went to Brandy Station, which is um, a suburb of Culpeper, and nice. had a chance to go and investigate the graffiti house with the Culpeper Paranormal. But right next door to the graffiti house is Fleetwood Church. I mean, just right okay. next door. They had uh, Spirits of Brandy Station going on there. Well, wouldn't you know it that on a normal day, it takes me about an hour and a half to get to Brandy Station from Chesterfield. Well, it took me two hours, a little over two hours to get there because of a wreck on 95, and I had to go a different way, and it just delayed it. And so I didn't give, I didn't give myself enough time to, because by the time I got there, the thing at the graffiti house was ready to start. I had planned to get there a little bit early and go next door and say hi to a bunch of people. Like our friend, Dr. Don was over there. Um, mm-hmm. People with cool. were there. Um, nice. Uh, a bunch of people, a bunch of people. DC was over there. Uh, Paul Hayden was awesome. over there. Um, Jake Fife was over there. Uh, just a just a really a lot of people that I would have just liked to have seen said hi to. And unfortunately, right. I just had to kind of like run into the graffiti house so I wouldn't be late. Um, and then I missed out because we were there longer than they were. Um, they they split up and went over to the battlefield and all that stuff from um, from from Fleetwood Church and I didn't get a chance to um, see them, uh, but I stayed okay. and thanks to to Paul Shields and and Kim um, there with Culpepper they were great hosts and made sure everybody had a good time. If you've never been to the Graffiti House. They call it the graffiti house because it was a a Civil War hospital, and right. while soldiers were staying there, uh, they wrote on the walls, and it became like a a thing to do. So the house is filled with graffiti, and this graffiti has survived all this time and it, and how it survived was they showed me a picture from the 90s I believe or maybe it was early 2000s where the house was about ready to cave in on itself and they went in to do some work it literally was ready to cave in and they were they went in and spent Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to to just keep it standing. And when they were doing um, sheetrock work and stuff like that, they removed this all this old plaster and everything from the walls. And that's when they discovered all of this graffiti underneath it. And actually, all that nasty old plaster and everything had actually protected the this historical writing. And since then, the Smithsonian has come out and documented everything, and, and they have Jeb Stewart's signature there because uh, it served as a Confederate hospital and a Union hospital. Um, so it's a lot of activity in that house. In fact... I had one of those moments where Paul Shields was up explaining all about the graffiti house and and showing some of the evidence that they had gathered there, and I was standing in the kind of in the back, um, kind of in a doorway. Actually, uh, there was nobody behind me, 
at least that I could see, and it felt like somebody took their finger and shoved it right into my back. Oh, my God. Which which, which was kind of like what you would do if you were trying to poke somebody or make fun of them or poke their fat or or to say, hey, I'm back here, can you move, you know, or something like that. So I immediately turned around to think that I was in somebody's way that wanted to get through. And there was no Right, right. Oh, my goodness, that must have been creepy. Yeah, and it was really, really a strong poke, too. Like, it was like nothing I could have um, faked or imagined. It was something so physical that made me turn around and look. And a lot of activity in that house. Um, it, there were things, we heard footsteps walking downstairs. They actually went downstairs to chat, and there was nobody down there. Um, we had a lot of good EVPs. So it was really a successful night. And and uh, I'm going back to Culpeper this Thursday, and they're having a ghost tour of downtown Culpeper. So I'm going to enjoy that. Um, if if my health can can get me there, and um, and then Saturday night, the Tennessee Ray Chasers will be back in Gordonsville uh, at the Exchange Hotel, and mm-hmm. I volunteered to help out with that event. So I'm going to be hopefully able to do all that because it's something I've been really looking forward to doing. Right. Right. That's really Did cool. So hopefully you're ever get to wear. Did you ever get the Facebook thing working? Yeah, it's working. I have no questions yet, but it sure is working. Okay. Um, we had a we had a good time Friday night at the cabin. It would not. Yeah, have that been was a, a lot of time. When they decided to let the fireworks off and one of them shot across 360, it would not have been pretty if that would have hit a car. <laughs> yeah, it's Victor's fault. We'll blame it on him. But the fireworks were awesome. I mean, they were like... Yeah, they nice. We had a blast. They couldn't have gotten them in Virginia. That had to have been like something somebody had, had gotten from out of state or something. They were pretty cool. Um, yeah, but it was that was really cool. Here, you know that we that we normally don't get a chance to see. We saw some people um, and had a chance to to be with them, a small group. But it was um, heck, you know. Um, it's always fun there, and yeah, oh yeah, we always yeah. have a good time at the cabin. And I'll let you explain what happened up in the Pink Pearl uh, for those that did not watch it live while it was happening. Yeah, I think I uploaded that to my YouTube channel because um, I sometimes I have problems even with the live part of it or trying to upload stuff where it just doesn't want to upload on Facebook anymore. So I don't know what the problem is, but um, I think I uploaded that to YouTube. But with the pink, the pearl upstairs at the cabin, we can't. We've tried to be nice and ask discreet historical questions, but they don't respond to that. And we've learned that they respond more to um, sexual type questions than um, more sexual type oriented questions than. Your typical, you know, do you know what year it is? What's your favorite color? They don't, they don't really respond to that. They respond to more of a sexual type deal. So we have to get down and dirty in the pink pearl. <laughs> it's all in good research. Okay. Yes, it's all there's in good research. Places, there's not many places you can do that in public. And, um, however, in that room. It seems that uh, I'm not I'm not um, 
I will say that the very first night we were there, we christened that pretty good, and the people that were there were very open to asking and talking about subjects that I frankly did not have a clue <laughs> it existed. But um, right, <laughs> heck, you know, that's how that's how the Pink Pearl was formed, and and the and the other night there were a couple of people that had never been there while something like that was happening and um I'm glad they had a chance to watch and participate. Right, right. And it's not a it's not a it's not a PG type room. You know, it's just it's just not. They don't that we've tried, like I said, we've tried to ask the basic questions, you know, um and they just they just don't respond to that type of questioning. So, I mean, people do have their theories. People do have theories about that. Um, You know, is it all of us thinking those thoughts conjuring that up? You know, I mean, I don't know. Because when John Sullivan brought his, um, what's that device called, that recorder that Panasonic made that is on eBay for about three grand, when he brought that there, yeah, it was very it was very um sexual in nature when he brought that there. So, you know, I don't think that it's something close that all the way, please, sorry. I don't think that is something that you conjure up in your head when you get a group of people together. I mean, I know what theory they're talking about, but I don't think that's that. Well Does that make sense? Yes. Sav Spooks um, did, you know, she did a little dance to get things started, and the REM pod starts going off immediately. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they don't so, respond to what color, um, what year is it. They don't respond to those boring-ass questions. Yep, yep. I wish I could remember. I sometimes sit around and think of the right questions or different questions to ask mm-hmm. uh, so that I can, can, you know, do that when I go to an investigation because we do, we do birth sessions everywhere we go. And that we did them at a graffiti house. Um, Paul Shields has one of those DR60s uh, as well. And we mm-hmm. were getting excellent responses, but it's just like you, the very first question that everybody asks is, "Who's with us here tonight?" You know, right, right. And can you tell me your name? You know, in some that sort of fashion. And and I believe somebody asked about their. Um, do you miss your children? And that got a response. Uh, do you, was the was your wife's eyes blue? Right. You know that got a response. So more personal questions like that. How many children did you have? Do you miss your children? Mm-hmm. That type of thing. Um, right. You know, we went to I went to the Beacon Theater about three weeks ago, and that was a lot of fun too. That's in Hopewell, and we had some um, some really uh, different things happen. Um, it's not always with EVPs or with REM pods going off. It can be other other things like some people say they see shadow figures or some people see, uh, you know, see other forms of paranormal activity or experience other forms of paranormal activity. And right, right. What I always tell people is like there are other things other than EVPs that that can get you going. And different types of REM pods, you know, um, there are other devices now that can, you can get 
excellent evidence from, whether it be a, like an SB11, um, you know, Spirit Box, or some of the some of this uh, some of the apps, you know, like Spiritus or or things like that that really can get a lot of good responses. So yeah, it's a whole bag of tricks that we try to pull out to get to get good evidence. Right. Steve White said that he noticed a lot before investigations um, will go to a location and investigators will go to a location and start asking questions like their kids and they're actually trying to make contact with adults. So he said it makes a big difference. It's how do you present your questions? Yeah, I, I remember I asked a question the other night um, just because of where it was at. It was in a, uh, you know, where the largest uh, cavalry battle took place during the Civil War was at Brandy Station, which sat right across right. the graffiti. Act. And so you're talking about thousands of forces. And so everybody really that showed up to battle there had a horse. So I asked the question, I was like, what was, what was, what was the name you gave your horse? And it, we got a response, but it was it was uh, debatable on what some people heard, and um, we, I don't think we ever got it really clear. But there was a response to that question, a one-word response that was one syllable. Um, but Paul did get a good one when he asked. Right. Uh, Someone had asked about, did you, did you uh, have to come here? Did you have to walk a long ways to get here? Something to that effect. Right. And and then he followed it up with, um, or would you have preferred that you rode your horse or something like that? And the response was horseback that was the answer we got gotcha. so that was, that was pretty pretty clear it was on point with what we were talking about um, um, but yeah it's you know it's hard to believe that Halloween is not this weekend but following weekend and there are things all over Virginia. A lot of a lot of ghost tours now taking place. And Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I I, I, tell I think I'll wear my costume. Rosewell. Yeah. I think I'll I'll wear my either my blonde wig or my pink wig with my hat there. Well you certainly will you will certainly get noticed. Um <laughs> Uh, Isn't that what it's all about? Getting noticed? <laughs> it, it may be. Um, <laughs> but that's what I was going to say was one of the ghost tours that is available, thank goodness, because I don't know if they did it last year or not, is the Rosewell Ghost Tour in, in Gloucester. And when I try to yeah, I'll be with I'll, I'll be with that. I'll be with the I'm going to be with the two twat waffles, Kim Slater and Liz Bartley. They work at our local Walmart, but I'm, that's their nicknames. So I'll be with them. Okay, good. Well, I'm hoping <laughs> that uh, that Debbie uh, Rena will come with me. She was supposed to get her ticket. I right. don't know if she ever did. Well. You, you call. You call. They put your name on a list, and when you get there, you pay for it. So, right. Yeah. True. I I told her to go ahead and and uh, go ahead and you know make sure she got it. I said that we're going to be leaving, and it's a really cool place. And anybody that's ever been there, well, first of all, it's and and you. And you know what I'm saying when I say it's a in a rural location. 
it is like there is nothing around there. It it the, it may be called Gloucester, but it is like country country Gloucester. It is in the middle of nowhere, back in the woods. Oh yeah, and it sure when, is. When you come up on it and you come down a dirt road and you see that they have this pretty nice welcome center, and you exit the welcome center and you'll walk across or down a dirt road to it because it's sitting in the woods and it's lit up at night. Um, right. It, it's 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 quite impressive at night to see. It's impressive during the day to see, but at night it's really really cool. And to hear the yeah, really that they tell. Um, I did. Are you bringing in the equipment? Um, I don't. You know, I will probably have it in my vehicle with me. I don't know if they will make us leave as soon as everybody has to start walking back. I don't know if they'll allow us to hang around. Yeah, correctly. They just allowed you to take a bunch of pictures. Yeah. In the past, this has sold out. I don't know how many tickets they sell, but I have been there when it has been a sold-out tour, and you can't even get into that welcome center. That's how many people were in there. And so, or find a place. There were people parking on the road instead of in the parking lot. I mean, there, there weren't any more got to get there pretty early if you're going to go so that you can find parking. It's uh, two, it's tours actually start this Friday and Saturday and then mm-hmm. two each night. And then so that's four this weekend, four tours this weekend, then four tours next weekend again, Friday and Saturday night, two, two tours each night. And if you want to come, I will be there on Saturday next week, October 30th, at the 9 o'clock tour. Right. Um, and That's the one I'll be at. Yes. Now, uh, Rosewell, but there there are others. I saw where Smithfield was having a, a ghost tour, and I saw where somebody was telling me about Leesburg today. And uh, Fauquier County and Lynchburg. Oh my gosh! I mean, uh, just a lot of places getting into this, um, doing these ghost tours. Are you know, of course, Yorktown. Yep. Is is doing doing. Um, is doing one, and I know I'm leaving some out. Uh, Richmond has always got some going. The haunts of Richmond, yeah. and that's uh, with um, Lyle Lyle Lots, isn't it? No, he um, his is uh, Haunted Night. Okay, goodness gracious, I always mix those up. I swear, sorry. No, that's all right. And the uh, and I can't ever remember what DC. DC's thing in Williamsburg is it's um, the original ghost tour. Is that what it is? The original Williamsburg ghost tour. Ghost tour. Yep. Mhm. Yep. Um, and you got David. Excuse me, David Flowers too. That's right. So David Flowers at Powhatan Plantation in Williamsburg. Heck, yeah, October got away from us, John, because you and I were supposed to go at least one time to his um to his um tour for the month of October and October has just slipped by to where it's um it's gone. Yeah, I've had there I've been somewhere every Saturday night uh, the last two months. Um uh, I've been somewhere. And hey 
there ain't much going on in November and December. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's funny. January, there's a lot of stuff going on. So, I guess November there will be a couple of couple of events going on. December, there's a couple of events going on. And I'm talking talking about locally uh, in the state, and we so one Saturday night we're going to have to go down and um, just we're just going to have to pick a Saturday night and do David Flowers. But, but let me ask you this: so Yeah, are you going to the Oyster Festival on the sixth? I am. We are. We are right. We are like what a couple weekends away from our annual oyster festival in Urbana, which is the first weekend in November. So, yes, I'll be there. Um, Friday is an off day for me, and I work at the museum Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 4, if anybody wants to stop by. So you'll be at the museum during the um, oyster festival? Yep, during the oyster festival Saturday, I'll be at the museum, unless... Judy Pitt says, I need you to judge the parade with me this year, and then I'll take that little bit, a few minutes off, and go judge the parade and come and go back. That's what I did um, the year before. The first time I ever saw the museum was at the Oyster Festival. Yeah. So I will, um, I have not decided, I've been asked. Well, no, I've been asked to go on Friday, and I've also been asked to go on Saturday. So I just haven't decided. I might just do both days, but I'm not. I'm not going to call it out yet. Yeah, I'm going to do Friday because um, it's you know it's more of a slower day for the Oyster Fest. So you know, I went ahead and I decided to see if I can get Friday off because that's normally when I go with the boys anyway is on Friday, and then Saturday, um, Saturday, I had to work at the museum, and they put me on for Sunday, too. Let's see, David Flower said, let me go back, David Flower says that he's working on getting his brother-in-law to come out to the manor house on Saturday night with Colonial Williamsburg costume, and they're going to use him as a trigger object. This Saturday, I can't look at my, I don't even know what. I've got something, I've got something to do this Saturday and next Saturday. Yeah, Um, yeah, I'm at the museum this Saturday, but I don't know if I'll be when I get off of there. Oh, he said not this Saturday, I can tell you that we will be on lockdown. Um, our whole town will be on lockdown for the Oyster Festival. They don't allow us to leave. So um, we have Did to be start- like home at a Huh? Just, all right. So I often wondered, like on Friday, they mm-hmm. probably start shutting the streets down at, what, 8 o'clock in the morning? Like you can't drive around or anything at that point, right? Is that right? But they still they still have one road, the main road into the with the bridge opened, um, and then if it gets too crowded, then the state police decide to shut. They'll sh- decide to shut that down, and then Saturday, you. Um, you have to. I forgot what the times are. You got to be back in by a certain time, or you're not going to be allowed to come in. Pretty much. Yeah, until everything is over, right? Yeah. yeah Steve White asked if we'd ever, if, if you have ever investigated Lake Shawnee. I haven't. I haven't been to. I can count on my fingers the amount of places I've been to investigate at. I really need to branch out and go to different places. Um, but I can count on my fingers where I've been. What about you? Have you ever investigated Lake Shawnee? Is that that's in Oklahoma? 
I've never been there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is one of the things that's on the bucket list for 2022 is just in a generic way is doing more events outside of the state. Now, I know I right. promote the state of Virginia, but right. I, I um I was talking with uh Chris the other night and he was we I was just asking him, I was like, What about like Rolling Hills? What about like Trans Allegheny? What about St. Albans? What about and I'm just naming off all these uh you know all these places that are on my bucket list to do. And uh, you know, I've got to get them done. I've got to get them, start getting them knocked out. And I'm also a big fan of a an author um, by the name of Troy Taylor, who writes a lot of um, kind of like turn of the century, um, real life murder stories and things like that, and, and serial killer type of stuff. He's and he writes a lot of paranormal stuff, but he does a big right. paranormal conference every year in in Alton, Illinois. And I would love to go out there and investigate with those guys. I invited him actually, and he's world renowned. I said, "Hey, I can tell you right now, Virginia is the number one hotbed of paranormal places to go in the in the in the country." Mm-hmm. And I used to just say that kind of like without facts until somebody actually showed me a list of the states with the most paranormal places to investigate. And sure enough, Virginia was number one. Wow. Uh, and it was like. That's all the other. I said, I guess all the other like states 100- suck. Yeah, I mean there were some states there were some states that had like ten places to investigate in the whole state. And and here we are yeah. at a hundred. But that's I mean, we've got this is where the country the United States of America began is here in Virginia. But not only that is we had Revolutionary War and Indian Wars and um, you know, you go back to Jamestown that period, but even recent, and, and people don't even like to think of the Civil War as being recent, but it is recent, and no one has to say that. It, everybody wants to point to it being a Civil War paranormal state, especially when we go to a place like the Exchange Hotel. Yeah, right. It's. Civil War soldiers. Yes, there was more death there from Civil War uh, period than there was at any other time. But I truly believe that some of the stuff that goes on there is from the from the like the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. Right. When the house, when the house when the place uh, had a bunch of bad people living there and the bad stuff that they did. And maybe that was um, maybe they were not inspired but but uh, prodded by paranormal stuff that they were experiencing that were from the Civil War. Who knows? But I had a I had somebody tell me the other day they want me to come to their house and I was like Do you live in an old house or anything? And they're like, No, we live in a townhouse and it, it it's not that old. I was like, Well what happened? You know, that's they said, Well, we don't know. I mean we weren't we weren't here when the place got built, but it's not that old. So we probably Maybe the second owners of this townhouse, mm-hmm. and and she has stuff happening like crazy. 
So she wants to know is yeah. there something in the, in the townhouse, or I said, well, you know, I, I, there is there are things that happen in places that it has nothing to do with the building. Right. It can be the land, or those that right. live in there have attached to them. Right. That's true. So, it, you know, I know of I know of a place in Mechanicsville that was having a lot of paranormal activity happening, and they kept. You know, I'd heard that they said they couldn't understand why there would be so much paranormal activity going on. Things that they did, they didn't even believe in the paranormal, but they couldn't like turn their back on that fact that doors would open and shut on their own. Um, things would fly off the shelf. Uh, uh, they would hear voices and things like that. And they truly believed that the place became, was haunted. But they also believed that it was how could it be when they were the, uh, you know, it, the house was not that old. They didn't live in an old, in an eighteen hundred, you know, old house. Right. And I said, well, there's a, there's I mean, a lot of stuff going on. David Flowers said that up in Texas, up in the Texas Panhandle, where he's from, um, they have some Native American. A paranormal stuff going on in the canyons. Yeah, I mean, it, so like I told them, or at least the, the person I know that told, was telling me the story said, right, all they had to do was look and see at all the the Civil War battlefield that that house was built on. That they right. didn't realize it at first because it was not. Um, not next to a battlefield or anything like that, but it was later discovered that it was part of a battle. And so they right. they feel like they stuff that is being generated from the Civil War period um, mm. that's causing a lot of paranormal activity there in there in that house. And so that's a classic example of the land. Uh, whatever's built there is happening. That's true. But I mean, we we would never we would never know. I mean, you're you're never going to know. It's so much easier when we have an old house, a place like the Manor House in in, in Williamsburg, right? That when something that. happens in you just assume that's because it's because of that house, you know, and what happened inside that house. Right. But that land is has got a lot of stuff that's happened on it. So Right. But I you know, I I think that we're, it's, we're all learning and everything that we investigate and I love going to new places like I, was, like I was telling somebody the other night I said I've done more places this year than I had never that that I that I had not investigated before right which was really cool and and some of those were were being investigated for the first time so I was part of a an original investigative team that got to investigate there for the very first time. And so it, it was special to me because it was uh, something brand new for me too. So just like when I'll go to St. Albans or I'll go to Trans-Allegheny uh, uh, Lunatic Asylum, when I go to Missouri State penitentiary uh, out in Missouri it, those are going to be first time events for me at those locations maybe the first right. minute at least I will that's why it's on my bucket list to get some of these places knocked out 
Um, some of them, you know, like one of them's in Kentucky, a couple of them are in West Virginia, a couple of them are in Pennsylvania. I'm not going to be able to hit them all. Of course, right. of course, John John Sullivan wants me to go up to Hinsdale House with him and, cool. and do that up in New York. So that's got to be done too. So, but there is enough in the state of Virginia. Oh gosh, everybody yeah. And it should be. If there's not something going on on a weekend, there's something wrong. Somebody hasn't planned it out right. But I often tell people, I say, well, if it's on a Saturday night and you ain't got nothing to do, go down to Powhatan Plantation and check out what David's doing. Yep. Because that's a really good tour. He does a really good job with that. I've been telling people about DC's tour down in Williamsburg. Yeah, really. I mean, really good tours. You know, people. I've been to both. I like both. Um, DC's tour. You have to be prepared. You know, for a long period of time because it is a three-hour tour. So you want to make sure that you dress comfortably. You want to make sure that you wear comfortable shoes. Right. You know. They're doing a lot of walking. Just if you ever go on, if you ever go on that tour, it's a really good tour. Just make sure that you dress very comfortably and that you, um, you know, like I said, wear a good pair of shoes. You don't want to, because you're going to be doing some walking, you know, from one place to another. So you want to make sure that you have good shoes on when you're doing that that particular tour, since it is three hours. Right. You know, and of course, David Flowers, you still want to wear comfortable shoes. You don't want to be going up and all up in there in the hills trying to look like a hooker. You want to make sure that you dress comfortably and wear good shoes. <laughs> Unless you're going to be like me. I think I'll wear my pink wig the next time I go there or my blonde one just to see just to see if he could use those dousing rods to see if um, Mr. Oh, my gosh, what's his name? Put it in there real quick, Dave, because now I'm drawing a total blank. Starts with a T. It's not Telefero, something else. Um, to to see if he would recognize me with a different oh. color. On Tolliver, yeah, thank Tom. you, thank you, Mr. Tolliver. I had to think there for a second. I don't know why I want to say Telefero. Thank you, Tolliver. Yeah, yeah, it is. Speaking of which. Um, dowsing rods are an interesting subject to me because I know that they work. I don't always trust those that are holding them know what they're doing with them. So sometimes I just can like, I don't know if that's actually what's happening or if it's actually energy that's causing them to move or if it's just the person continues to not yeah, be correct. Yeah, I've got I've got a pair. I know David Flowers knows really how to use his. You got to really hold your hand still. When I was at the um private location the other day, um I wasn't moving at all and something was gripping the left dousing rod. And I when I mean grip it, I mean as if they had their hand and they were holding it. And you know how you go fishing and you feel a tug on your fishing pole? Well, that's what right. it felt like with these dousing rods. That's what it felt like with that dousing rod. Um, and the energy of that was so strong that it ended up hurting my wrist. So that's why I wanted to know why, um, you know, why my wrist was hurting because it was like somebody, it felt like somebody broke it. But then once I stopped what I was doing, you know, put the dousing rods down, it went away. Right. Or the, you know, again, I'm not a, I'm not an expert on dousing rods. Um, they, we, we used them the other night at the graffiti house, and um, Jamie, who was who was there, 
was showing people how to do it, and she let this guy do it for the very first time. He was very hesitant about doing it, but when she let him right. do it, and she, and and it was as if uh, she said she had told somebody else prior to that, you're you can actually feel the energy. Yes. Like causing them to move. Yeah. And she, when she threw them to this guy and let him do it, of course, he was very skeptical. Right. And when they starting to move on him, he was adamant about making sure that he would do it. He would hold it correctly. He wasn't going to move. Right. Because he kept kind of making these faces like, yeah, the person's making it move on their own. You know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And. He finally got a chance to do it. He was gonna he was gonna make sure that those things weren't gonna move. Right, right, exactly. And that's the yeah. And then guess what? Yeah. Those things start to move. Oh yeah. It was wild the other night when I was and, and the thing I haven't even posted the video yet about um I'll post it later on today. The spirits at the location that I went to the other day they know the equipment. If you tell them to go to the equipment, they go to each piece of equipment you have on the floor. That's how intelligent they are. So you can have a REM pod sitting in one part of the room. I know I love that pendulum too. You can have a the paralyte sitting in another part, K2 meter sitting somewhere else. And if you tell them, excuse me, if you tell them to go to the K2 meter and light it up, they're going to go to the K2 meter and light it up. I got my nails. If you tell them to yeah, go to the REM pod, they're going to go. They're very, very smart. So that's what we were doing the other day. We was testing. You know, I'd say, okay, go to the REM pod and light that up for me. They would leave the one piece of equipment, go to the REM pod, light it up. I got it all on. I got it all on YouTube. But I'll download that. They are so intelligent. It ain't even funny. I've never seen such intelligent spirit ever in my life, ever, at this private location. We don't know what they see or how they interact with them. Um, right. Some of them, because they are based on uh, capturing energy uh, to make them light up. Uh, mm-hmm. And so when something makes it when when they do light up, we assume that it's it's paranormal. Um, I was I was reading this thing today that again I've all the things that can cause various REM pods and uh, EMF detectors to to go off, mm-hmm. and the number one thing that was listed was phones. And yeah. the second listed thing was walkie-talkies. Um, yeah. And thank God we didn't have those. My sister had um, her phone on airplane mode. Now I was videoing it, but I was away. I was uh, I was far enough to way where I'm not. I was far enough away where I wasn't going to set it off, so I knew it wasn't my phone. It was just it was just really cool. I mean, like I said, I'll post that one. Steve White um, had a question, and he wanted to know how active is the land around the cabin, considering the history. And I'm going to say the land is is pretty active. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's obvious with a battle being fought on that land that a lot of people mm-hmm. died on that land. So yeah, that's why we can go out into the woods. You can experience some things that are going out that that can go on out there, but um, I know our show is getting ready to end. We don't want to run into Ryan's time, but um, yeah, we ran yeah, land, Ryan's time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much so. Yeah. But I want to. But thank you for having me on again, and we'll do this again in about a month or so. No, it'll be the third week of every Tuesday, John Stevens. Don't forget. Put it on your calendar right now. Because <laughs> time flies a month or so my ass. No, it's next. 
it's it's no it's November. Let me just tell you what time. What, you are coming back on here November the sixteenth. Make sure you mark it on your little calendar. Okay, so I there might be uh, an opportunity on that Saturday night before that Tuesday night that we will be at at Powhatan Plantation. Yeah, that sounds like a. I'm looking at stuff. I'm looking, yes. Let's see. The 6th, I have to work. I can tell you that already. The 13th, I have appointments all in the morning. The 20th, I have to work, but that's not going to, that wouldn't stop me from going to David Flowers. So, yeah, I would, I would, I would keep some of that stuff open. Yeah. For David Flowers. Yeah. So you look at your calendar and get back with me. Okay. And I hope that you feel better and you pass your your kidney stone soon. Yeah, me too. It's aggravating. I know, I know. I've been there, did that, hated it. I've had multiple surgeries, opportunities, things like that, and um, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, so... All righty. Well, well, I appreciate you coming on my show as usual. You are special, David Flowers. And I will talk to you soon. Yes, ma'am. All right. Bye, everybody. All right. You have a great night. All right. See you. Bye.